sound is normal. Maybe it sounds normal. Yeah, it should. We're recording now. Cool. Sounds good to me. You hear so yourself? So this is the show. Yeah, this is... Once, I can hear myself. Once again, just dealing with stupid bullshit. We're going to clap at the beginning of every episode now. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's sync, how all the podcasts do it. To sync the audio. Yeah. Fuck it, it's natural. We need a movie clapper. A slate. Mm-hmm. They're hard to find. Dizzy Street, uh, episode 16, take one. Most of them are just like fake ones that are junk, you know? Like, what do they call those? Fake ones? I guess are... just props, but... Yeah. They're like movie props more than anything than they are actual movie products or tools. You know what I mean? Yeah. I No, not really. Like, I mean, there's more, there's more of them that are fake than real. Like, when we were doing Color Me Funny stuff and shorts, we looked into it, like, to get one. And it's just so... It's... I mean, you can buy real ones, I guess, but... It's not as common, like everywhere you go to get something like that, you'd be able to find a fake one that's like a prop in a movie. Uh, okay. I, I think. I have a memory of that. I, it's been a while, but there was something funny about them. We'll go with that. Why don't you move yeah. that mic a little bit closer to you? Okay. How's that? I just don't want to breathe on it. I'm a little stuffy. That's all right. You're good. If you hear me breathing or whistling, tell me to readjust. All right. So we were talking about, was well, there anything this week we want to... Uh, no, I mean, other other than the fact that we missed last week just because of a friend's wedding. You weren't there, but I was. Yeah. That was, that was about it. I was at a wedding, actually, last week. Was that the beach wedding? Yes. That was last week. I No, 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 it was no, the, no, week no, it was the week before. You're the right. beach wedding, yeah. Yeah, I forget. That's all right. Hey, you're only human, Mike. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I need a swig of this larceny. Go ahead. Get a start. Oh, actually, that's... Uh, so the the wedding that I was in, I was the best man, and I didn't, because he paid for my tux. I was the only one in the party, and he paid for my tux, and I'm like, you know what? He's been my best friend since, like, seventh grade. Yeah. I need to get him a, a drink, and he's a, he's a bourbon and whiskey drinker, and I have no, I'm way out of my element with that shit. Mm-hmm. But I've had this larceny stuff before. Yeah. So I got him a bottle of it. Yeah, that's good. That's a good present. I mean, I, I don't know anything about it uh, other it's, than yeah. the fact that it, like, doesn't, it's not, like, it doesn't burn, like, like fucking old granddad or anything. No. No. They make this old granddad, old granddad, maybe 57, that's 57% or oh. something like that. Yeah. Do have you ever have you ever had wild turkey? Yeah, that's gross. I think we've talked about that. I don't like wild turkey or Jack Daniels or anything that's very um kind of honey hillbilly seeming. Yeah. Like there's something heavy about those that just I have no interest. I don't I actually don't mind Jack Daniels. If it's in like like a Jack and Ginger or Jack what and the, Coke. What the fuck is the difference? Why does Jack Daniels taste so much like Jack Daniels and nothing like other whiskey? Do you agree? It's the brewing process. But I know, it's but... the barrels. What is that flavor? Do you, Jack you, Daniels. I know, but you know it's more distinct. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, Jack Daniels has a smell. Yeah. I know the smell of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know the differences between other whiskeys, but there is a distinct thing. And I could be wrong. Maybe it's when I see the label, it reminds me of a smell. Maybe it's only when I know it's Jack Daniels, but I think it's different. I've only had it like once. Uh, A couple times maybe, but I know the smell of it. Um, Anyway, let's get off of the Yeah, we're going to talk about Jack Daniels this whole episode. Um, (laughs) We were talking about graduation. Yeah. Our graduation. High school, high school graduation. Why did we bring... Oh, oh, I remember because we talked about somebody Who, and... Yeah, the backstory's not important. No, I do think it's worth mentioning because we went to a... We were going to tiptoe around that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-oh, we're talking about it, but here's why. It is funny because we graduated with a class that was... I mean, how many, how many uh, black people were in our class? Maybe four... And we had more in our class than the average class. Yeah. We had this Ashley girl. Um, Are you doing names? No, I, oh, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell the story and associate, but, okay. but I'm just okay. thinking off the top of my head. It's not worth, we had Zach, but even Zach yeah, and someone yeah. else, they're like, they're biracial. Uh, uh, um, the person in that we talked about and that Ashley girl. I think we're the only two people who were who were very much, uh, you know, black. I, <laughs> very much <laughs> what? You know the difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Zach had a white dad. I mean, he's black, but you know, and it was it, we were at the type of school where his name was Black Zach, yeah. and that's just what we thought that was so normal to call him that. And I mean, as far as we knew, he didn't care. I mean, I'm sure it has an effect. Yeah. But he didn't mind being associated. It was better than Fat Zach, you know, yeah, which like yeah. some people embrace too. Yeah. Like some people embrace. So, it, Dude, my, you know. My nickname was Fat Cunt and I wasn't even that fat. Yeah. And then, Jeez. especially on lacrosse. That teams. was your nickname. Yeah. There was a Co- whole there was a whole song. Associated. Coaches call you that. Yeah, all the mm-hmm. coaches did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, we graduated with this girl, and you were just <laughs> describing how her family. Well, you can tell that part of it. Yeah. So it was just like our normal graduation, and uh, everybody like when everybody's name was being called, it was just quiet and like polite claps. The whole crowd was clapping. And then when her name was called, her family fucking popped off. That's great. I love that. Yeah. It it actually reminds me of something I was thinking about recently. And um, I guess I just was just thinking about things that I thought were funny, but it's kind of too offensive to like really uh, tackle it too much mentally. Well, isn't this the appropriate place to say Yes. Because <laughs> I have an update on one. Um, and it all ties in, but, uh, a little side note with it. Um, shit, oh God, what the hell was I going to go with this on this part of it? Cause I know the one part of the graduation. Um, oh, I was thinking about how I was like thinking about things that are like racist, but like so anecdotal that like you just kind of accept it and things that aren't necessarily Good or bad, but very distinctly cultural. Wouldn't that just be a stereotype? Well, I I know, but but check it out. Okay, this is an example. All right, I'm listening. I got I got a couple for uh, black people that always kind of like it. Just it makes me chuckle when I see it, and it is heartwarming in a way. Like it's not bad. Uh, bowling alleys. Every time I'm at a bowling alley, dude, the black family has twenty times more fun. 
than every other lane. They go ballistic, dude. They are into it. They're like jiving and high-fiving. They celebrate in a way that no normal white family could pull off. Which is weird because bowling is stereotypically a white sport. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it makes sense that, I mean, it makes sense (laughs) if you know, if you've, I mean, if you've developed some stereotypes. No, there's a different, there's a cultural difference in a way or anecdotally and it's not that harmful to think that the black family might be a little bit more outgoing and having fun at the bowling alley is it racist uh yeah but is it harmful i don't know and i th- i hope people will cut me some what, slack for is what harmful your observation no, i mean no just no. the notion of being racist in that way no, if it is not. racist i don't think it's a, I, I know yeah but i'm just saying like that is um uh, Yes, it definitely is in a way, but, yeah, but I was thinking of things like that. And, um, you know, I think about like the Asian people I've met over the years and, uh, the ways that they're disciplined in certain ways or have this sort of like strong sense of duty, um, to end. And I think about all these things, but the, 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 uh, black families and celebrations was something I was just considering recently. And the other thing I notice is every time there's a dude at the convenience store and he's singing out loud, he, and he's into his music and he's got his headphones in. Mm-hmm. It's always like a black dude. Oh, they sing everywhere. Uh, They're it, always singing. It's, man. it's funny. You say that because my observation of that is, if you if you're driving down the street and you see a black person walking down the street, they've got headphones on. They are fucking rapping oh my or God. singing and just getting into life any, is a music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, dude. They're fucking into arm, it. They, they are going. Well, uh, you probably shouldn't say that. Well, yeah, they that wall. What? Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's. <clears throat> It, dude, it, yeah. it, they take know. over. I don't know how to like tread lightly on that, but no, well, because you can see, you can see a nerdy white dude walking down the street with headphones on, and he's not doing shit unless he's gay. Yeah, maybe like a gay guy. I, I mean, you're right. I mean, a normal, I couldn't pull it off. I, you know, like there's another thing about that that's cultural is just the dress, the dress code. Like when I see an Indian man and I'm looking at his jewelry, like a guy from India mm-hmm. and I see like the gold, the shit he's got on and like the, the style and the watch and the, I couldn't wear that. I don't think guys like me would ever do that. And I think that about, uh, black guys. Oh, oh, dude. I'm like, how could I pull off black clothing? Actually, <laughs> dude, it's funny you say that too. I would I, be so ridiculous. I was at GBMC on, um, Tuesday. I don't know, whatever the 15th was, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and there was this black dude, he walked in, he was wearing like, uh, a navy and red hat. I couldn't see what sports team it was, but it was like flat brim forward. He was wearing just a crisp navy blue hoodie. Yeah. A Crips navy blue hoodie. (laughs) Yeah, Crips. Yeah, yeah. And he was wearing just like clean ass blue jeans and just like not... He's just wearing clean ass navy, uh, like Under Armour sneakers. <laughs> was his and ass, was, like, was his ass clean? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean. By I clean. know, I know, I know. So, so like, I saw this dude. I'm like, 
God damn, black dudes can dress cool. Like, the, this yeah. dude just looked cool. And then he turned around, and him and I had the exact same hoodie on. Really? And it gave me, like, a sense of peace inside. You were like, this is a cool hoodie. Well, it was my work hoodie, but... <laughs> what hoodie was it? The It's just the that blue Under Armour hoodie. Oh, oh. And I was like, damn. I was like, damn, that guy looks slick. Like, he just looked just look cool was just wearing cool clothing yeah now imagine if i was just sitting here and i'm just me and i talk the way i talk and i i just it looked the way i look but i'm in like a flat brimmed sports hat and it's like got like a sit about it it's not on tight it's not on snug it's just kind of resting dude yeah. it's real the hat's even chill i mean the way he i wear my hat is like got swagger right yeah. and then i'm wearing this bright fucking basketball sweatshirt like, let's just say I'm really into the Supersonics. That shit's green, okay? <laughs> I got my Air Jordans on. Brand fucking new, dude. Air Force Ones? Oh, yeah. They're expensive. Yeah. They're limited editions. Nice. Yeah. There's some... Uh, okay, I see yeah. it. I see it. Yeah, so um, they're my Sean Kemp's. <laughs> it is line of that. So I got, I got my pants, designer jeans, with a little bit of a rip. And yeah. I'm like just a faded. Little, little mixed, little rasped up. Yeah, and I got my pants rolled up just a little bit. I think that's still that's not cool anymore, is it? If you do it right. I cuff my jeans. Okay. I'll I'm cuffing my jeans. Yeah, you got your jeans cuffed a little okay, bit. Okay, I got, got a, a chain. Yeah. I got a diamond in the ear. Yeah. And I'm chill. I got my glasses on. I got my shades. Yeah. Or just my styles. Uh-huh. Like just, just <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, Keep going. So, what else and imagine you got? if I just spit the shit I spit, but that's the way I was dressed. You'd look like a fucking <laughs> idiot. Yeah. But if I was black, it would be cool. It would make sense. No, 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 man. I mean, It'd maybe be... not the diamonds and the ch- but no, they can pull it off better. Black dudes are so much better at being cool than white guys. I know, but all that look, that's an that's a walk in the park for for an intelligible, attractive black guy. I mean, anybody, like, that is, you can pull that off and it doesn't knock you down a notch. No. No, that that's that's normal. So I was just thinking of things like that, which ties us back into graduation. Yeah, let's go. The 10-minute aside. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I was thinking of this when you brought up graduation and you brought up how every reaction was a normal little clap and it reminded me of a running theme do you remember the most electric moment of our graduation? The beach ball? No, what was that? Adam Wontrop blew up no. the beach ball. Oh. No, dude. There was a way more... Ma- there was a magical moment in that room. Well, like- The oldest kid in our class. I didn't even know he was in my class. Matt Loika? Yes. Yeah. How magical oh, was that moment? yeah, dude. dude Matt yeah. Loiko. He's like 27. I think I think at that time he was like 21. 21. He had been in high school a while. Yeah. And he was he was special needs. Yeah. And he had Down syndrome, which I've oh been my talking God. about. Yeah, is dude. like a a vessel for magic. When when he humor, put, like, heartwarming. When he put uh, his hands above uh, his head with this diploma in his was, hands. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. The crowd erupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he like throw his hat? Didn't he throw his hat in the air? You or prob- in the audience or something? It was crazy. You probably have a better memory of it. I than I, do. I think I could just have like a Rudy moment in my head, but I remember him throwing his hat. He, dude, he may have 
Maybe somebody else threw their hat. Maybe, but I I have my memory. He at least fist bumped and like yeah. he went and and the place erupted. And it, I remember it was something that was like. If it was anyone else, it probably would have been like obviously frowned upon. Yeah. So it was like that's why I thought he threw his hat. I thought he did something that was a little edgy and like <laughs> so adorable though. No, that was that was a good moment. I I can f- remember just I like I said I can't remember it exactly the way it looked, but I remember it felt like strongly yeah like uh, that everyone erupted. Even being a shithead teenager, you saw that and like. Gave you chills. Yes, yes. That, that was such a like. That was such a moment of pure joy. Yes, and he had, he had an arena of people. There were probably two thousand people there. I I have no idea. I can barely remember <clears throat> too many things about graduation, but I know that. Yeah. Um. And I I was surprised because I didn't know he was graduating with us. I didn't know that was going to be a thing. And you know, you just saw him at the school but i know he's in my he wasn't in our middle school class you know i went to elementary school with him really he went, yeah he went to my daycare he's not older than us i think he is but just because of the disability he made... just started later yeah when we were in sixth grade he was not in sixth grade like he it was not his first year in middle school right i don't like i said dude he went to my daycare okay he went to my elementary school so he, he, that was just probably the high school rumor was that he was like 28, you know, like they were <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, how yeah. old is this guy? He's just been coming in here. He was <laughs> such a joy to the school. Oh my God. Out of, yeah. all right. Out of all of the kids with special needs. And this is sad, but it's true. All of them, but him got bullied. I don't rem- I'm not saying nobody ever picked on him because I'm sure there was a moment where somebody stooped to that level. I saw bullying of almost every kid that was at least kind of social that had special needs like i saw like at least a handful of kids get bullied in a way dude i don't think he ever did i don't think he did because i down syndrome can be something that is just it is that's why as if you don't know if you haven't listened to the episodes (laughs) there have been multiple times where i've brought up how powerful and how untapped, like capturing that beautifully everything that it can be yeah. that is wrapped up in somebody that has Down syndrome that we kind of are like socially you can't really touch. It is a it is a genie bottle that is dusty. Somebody just needs to rub that motherfucker <laughs> and they're going to have the that best is... documentary that has ever been made. That's a... Or like, or the most popular five minute blooper reel on YouTube ever. (laughs) No, Um, dude, why'd you have to say the second part? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You were going. I don't know so well, dude. I don't know what market or avenue there. Um, hey, at least there's options. I. There's I, a million different ways it could go. It could go from great to the ugh, scummy, <laughs> scummy. I I will say this in in terms of uh, Matt. I hung out with some people who could have been or not could have been who were bullies, but they bullied the kids that kind of deserved it. Yes, like slap slap books out of kids who were just assholes. Yes, they were like the nerdy assholes, and they did deserve it. 
But when Matt would walk down. Well, okay. So I can say what I can say, but you're going to say those <laughs> kids deserved it? Oh, so I, I can't. I get it. I get the, no, the double no, standard here. No. No, they definitely took more than they deserved. Yeah, that's Some, true. Sometimes that they got, true. like, it yeah. became a running thing. Yeah. I'm not saying those kids didn't need adjustment at times because their attitude was of a way that you got to correct. Yeah. And, and, and that's what kind of bullying sometimes... Is good. There can be a healthy style of yeah. it, but I would say more times than not, it was just more kind of just just neg just bad yeah and then but anyway when matt was walking down the hallway it was like high, high fives, fives for everybody man them motherfuckers would be slapping books slapping books it's like slapping it's like hands. that scene in half baked where it's like it's like fuck, fuck you, you fuck, fuck you, you you're cool, cool fuck, fuck you. you like matt loiko was yeah. the you're cool of the, of yeah of that group um <laughs> <laughs> and i'm saying his whole name it's okay he it was heartwarming. Yeah, I, honestly, he was. It was cool to be around because the thing that makes me see this and recognize this and ponder it, and the differences, even like the cultural differences, is because I'm very fascinated by like different ways of existing, different ways of thinking. Like animals make me curious. Like you know, I'm so curious. Even just the differences in dog breeds and and that nuance is so fascinating to me. And certain things, especially humanistic animal emotions and characteristics yeah. like very on a human level i'm definitely very fascinated by different eccentric ways of thinking like when i meet somebody who's um autistic or on the spectrum or something i'm very fascinated by what is like their where they're like strongly sensed like what what do they how do they view stuff how do they think yeah, or yeah. even just different people in general, just eccentric minds. And it definitely fascinates me on that level. When I would see Matt Loiko as a kid, I would just wonder what it was like to be him mm -hmm. and to think the way he thinks. And I wondered how he thought, because even though he, he thought in a way that most would say is lower or, or slower in a sense. But you really don't know, though. Yeah, it, it's, it's harder to put your finger on. Mm -hmm. You can't figure it out as easily. It's as it, the average person. It's it's on a different plane because yeah, um, like people with Down syndrome. Maybe this is is too general because I'm I really don't know about. It is it, so hard to talk about special education I, if you're not a professional. Yeah, that's like the one thing you can't talk and, about unless you're a pro. And I'm I'm really not being disparaging or like putting down in any way. But it's like. <clears throat> There's high highs, so when they're they're happy, they're happy, and when they're fucking mad, they're fucking mad. Like there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, I guess, I guess a better way to put it is there's no filter. Oh yes, the more PC way to say it is there's yeah. no filter. So it's like the happiness that people with Down syndrome experience is like the most unfiltered happiness that you could ever experience and then the it's lows. so much that no matter what it is it's unless it's extremely tragic or traumatic it's it's so inevitably like heartwarming yeah to see that extreme level or that the just the open emotion or the open way they're opened up to something that that is different yeah. And that it it's it's inevitable when you're around it. You can't help but at least I can't help but notice something that's distinctly unique to that way of thinking. 
Um, just like certain types of people only are the only people that resonate in a certain way and you pick up on it. Like yeah. I pick up on something that is just so interesting and enjoyable. Um, around, I don't know. Yeah. We're good on <laughs> down syndrome yeah, talk for today. We went, Tune we in next little... week. <laughs> yeah. That should be hard. The name of our show. I don't even, we're good. Yeah, I don't no, even no, want to no. continue. Even if I, there, any, anything I say now is an extension of the segment. So <laughs> cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess in that case, tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> not two weeks. We're yeah. not going to talk about that every episode. It's It hasn't been every episode. It's been like I know. every other. <laughs> <sighs> oh, shit. So is that it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on that note, we're done. All of our listeners have already turned yeah, off. Yeah, we, we lost a shit. Just the regulars are here. They know what to expect. All, all ten. Ten? We're like ten people. Maybe a little bit more. No, more than that. Definitely oh. more than that. Ten immediate people. When I post an episode, it gets ten very, very, very fast. And then, you know, it just slowly creeps its way up. Cool. And most of them are like 50 plus at this point. Um, 50 years old. Yeah. So. Um, what else you got, Mike? Yeah, well, I can just take it and run with it if you want. No. <laughs> um, I have. You know what? One thing. That you said on an episode that I wanted to unpack at some point. Cause I, you know, I, I, I thought said. about it. No, it's not like a specific thing that's that's bad. But one time when when you and Hunter were here. Was it is it about the feet? No, it's not about the feet. Okay. You don't want to talk about feet. You're like, uh, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> uh this is kind of creeping me out, actually. I don't give a shit. I got chills. <laughs> Go ahead. No. Um was that you said that I say a lot of outlandish things. And I thought about that because I'm like, I know I'm an extreme person. You do. You make some very bold claims about stuff. Yes, but I don't know, and this is where it would be interesting to see the difference, is I'm outlandish in a way... I don't know what the true definition would be, but I would say that it's a lot of misfires or a lot of extreme miscalculations when you are, when you, when I call somebody outlandish, I think, um, a bit more ridiculous or off the page, not just extreme. Okay. I can see, I see where this is going. I see where you're no. coming from. I know, I know what you're trying to do. The shit about the feet. Was outlandish. Was outlandish? That was an outlandish statement. No. Yes. But we're not going to talk about that again. <laughs> yeah, we won't go back no. to that. No. That think, was an outlandish well, statement. Well, you framed it differently because you didn't understand that I was talking strictly about men who get regular pedicures and who don't have rough feet. I think there's a there's a thing about it. I don't trust it. <laughs> They're not nice. rugged enough for me. I, I feel weird around... I'm a very guy's guy in a way, you know, yeah. I just had a brother. I grew up, you know, I have a strong, I have a lot of strong males around me. I don't know. I'm definitely a guy's guy in a lot of ways. And if you have sissy feet, if you have girly feet, if you have extremely done up, like I get work done on these and you're old and you haven't ever worn your feet enough where they're a little rough. Unless there's some genetic thing I don't realize that makes some feet get worse. But in jujitsu, most people's feet who are men are rough. Yeah. The nails look weird. This everything gets weird for men. 
So a guy who has very, like, obviously, almost like fake feet. Yeah, we don't have to get back into that. We've uh, already covered that. But, but all I'm saying is... The the initial statement that you made, made was outlandish because it was kind of implied that they were getting, like, plastic surgery done. No, 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 no. That's a misinterpretation of... That's miscommunication. Well, no, that's, that's not a misinterpretation. Yeah, miscommunication is a better way to... So what? Yeah. Right. So that doesn't mean that I'm outlandish. I misspoke. If you took it that way and it's what I said and not the way you interpreted it, which I said, I guess I said they get work done on them. And you took it as plastic surgery. Well, no part in my mind did I ever think that guys were getting plastic surgery on their feet. That's fucking insane. I thought we clarified, and at work, not on the podcast. I, I it, 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 you went further to say that it was more than just pedicure. Zero percent. Well, and yeah, the fact that they don't, have, they haven't got their feet roughened up, like the fact that their feet haven't got fucked up from walking around in their bare feet ever, <laughs> and they like. Or letting them, go. I don't know, Sissy they wash boys. them too much. I don't know what the hell they never do. walking around in bare feet. I don't know what they're doing pussies. wrong, but when you're 50 plus <laughs> and your feet aren't rough, you fucked up. You didn't live life enough. When you're 50 plus and your feet have never touched gravel, you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. But no, you no, can't. But, but see, here's well, the thing. You, I just wanted to clarify this because you'd say you that you're a very rational, reasonable person. I'm just the realist. I'm like, I'd like to think of myself as a realist. I am a heightened verb, but do you think that you're distinctly more of a like a very realistic perspective? Like, is your vision more realistic? Is your reflection and memory more realistic? Like, are you able to analyze in a more realistic nature? Or what What separates? Am I outlandish and off oftentimes to you? You, you, you can't say that. I think we need to, I think we need to look up a different, a definition of outlandish. Well, okay, regardless, what do you mean by it? What would be the distinct things that you notice just, in that? Uh, just over the top, uh, um, the the rant that you went on a couple episodes ago about the choke, I would say that that was an outlandish rant. Not that you, what you were saying wasn't justified, but you went over you went overboard with that. Oh, I'd uh, that would be I don't know. So just I, extreme. Yeah, it, yeah. But so like it's not a thing that's assessing. No, how... it's not. It's not like it's not that you're like over exaggerating and blowing things way out of proportion. Which, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, I'm saying that's what it more is in your mind than actually being wrong or of poor judgment. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. off. No, page. no, 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 no. I just no, take no. it to a level that you wouldn't take it, yeah. or it's more extreme. Oh, I'm cool with that. I didn't know what outlandish meant. No, I was just curious, being that you think you're of a realistic perspective, do you think there are a lot of times in, that's what I was taking as outlandish, I was like, no, do you think no, I no. don't have a realistic view on reality? No, 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 no. Okay. No, not not because I would say I actually I think, I, I think you're very fucking in tune with reality. That's what I would think. That's what that's the only reason it threw me off because I consider things like that, and you know, well, I I would say outlandish would kind of like is synonymous with extreme. Yeah. So you would have you have an extreme um, perspective 
on things. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, by that, I would think of, like, asinine. No, that's not what I meant. That's not what that, I meant. That's, that's the only reason no, that no, I considered no. that. I no. think I, I clicked on an episode or something, and I heard that line, and I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I should bring that up on the episode. No, that be, that's good. I mean, that's conflict. That's what yeah, people want to conf- hear. No, conflict resolution. That's, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's not, I, I don't mean that you're like exaggerating and going crazy about, about shit. It's yeah. just, you're, you're going to the extreme with Oh something. yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm cool with that that's part outlandish. of me. I'm cool with that part of me. I just, just for fun, just look, look up what I'll the up. definition of outlandish is. And we can, we can see who is right or wrong, or maybe we can meet in the middle with it. Yes. Cause I think, I think a lot of people would. Not necessarily agree, but could find some middle ground with with you having an outlandish personality. Okay, number one, looking or sounding bizarre or unfamiliar. That's not you. Number two, foreign or alien. So it's not a heightened thing, but but see, I get the slang definition that you're saying. I understand that, but 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 it's um. Okay, so instead of saying outlandish... Freakishly or grotesquely strange or odd, as appearance, dress, objects, ideas, or practices, bizarre. See, that's what I was taking it, as being way off, like just something, just an odd perspective or... I mean, but I guess something like that does sound distinctly eccentric or odd. Yeah. So that does make sense for that statement, but it's not like me to say a lot of things that you can't connect the dots like that. No, that was I, particularly unlike me. That was a Kramer moment, okay. and I'm not Kramer. Fine, maybe I misspoke and I should have said bold. Because <laughs> yeah, see, I don't say a lot of things that you are don't... that vague. I'm very detailed. Yeah. And I explain things very specifically where most people are like, "We get it." That was one that did not make sense in the way I phrased it and still might be a bit peculiar or like off and outlandish for me. But I'm not very distinctly outlandish, right? Or what, by that by that by definition. By definition, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bizarre and my perspective no, and your, things your, I say. Your thought process is actually very like literal and point by point, like very thought out. Yeah. You know where you're going with it. And it's not like you're just not pulling bulletproof, baby. That's DNA. No, that's when I'm shit talking at the gym, dude. I shit talk people at the gym. The one guy I posted the video of me slamming the guy and saying that's not a slam. Was that a slam? Talking to the ref in the match and the the opponent. Did you see that video? When did you post it? I reposted it was a memories on Facebook. So I was in a competition uh, two years ago, and a guy had me in his guard, and I like picked up to to defend an arm bar and he kind of lifted off the ground maybe like barely and I and I put him back down into the ground and he he was complaining to the ref saying it was a slam because you're not allowed to actually slam your like opponent. You can't pick people up. You and... can pick them up. You kind of have to trip them down and control them to a degree like high school wrestling. You're not actually able to like suplex a guy in most of the grappling tournaments I do. You can in some grappling matches. You can in MMA. So I, I've been suplexed before in, in a fight. Yeah. Well, so, twice in yeah, one fight. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's not that I'm like anti-slam or something. or or, But, and slams are such a small part of the sport. It really doesn't make that much of a difference. It definitely changes the way you kind of hip into a takedown. But you can pick somebody up and control them to the ground pretty easily. 
and you're not going to get penalized. Yeah. And similarly, a guy can be going for a submission and you can kind of defend a little and pick him up off the ground and put him back down and it's not a slam. So anyway, it's a lot to just say this, but it is a funny moment, dude. So the guy... Is it a little outlandish? No. Uh, well, it is. It was extreme. I, I took it far because all he did was basically ask for a slam that wasn't a slam. But I was like, I was like, oh, come on. And I look at the ref and he didn't say anything. And I looked at him. I'm like, that's not a slam. I'm like, you think that's a slam? And I picked him up again and did it again. I was like, that's not a slam. And I'm looking at the ref. And, and then I look down at him and then I say, I pick him up and then I actually do slam him pretty good into the matter, push him down. And I was like, that was kind of a slam. <laughs> yeah. And, and the match ended, that match ended a little after that. Yeah. I said it lightly. You can't hear that. You can't hear that in the audio, but I said it to him and the ref could probably hear me. Um, the ref didn't seem to care. He barely even acted like he paid attention, but you can hear it in the audio. I said it so loud and it was being filmed from far away. Oh shit. <laughs> um well anyway um my one the one guy who we've been trying to get on said in there bro you be talking like joking and because th there's this match i'm talking shit in the who, gym i which, talk shit wait, the whole time which one guy there's a few guys we've been trying to get on the porn star guy oh so he said i had been talking as in like you know i talk like you know i'm yeah. always running my mouth and it just kind of like brought it back to like the whole I shit talk them, dude. And I'll like act like there's nothing they can do to phase me. And I will say like the fucking whatever Most I want. Most outlandish shit yes. in the world. I love it. I love it at certain <laughs> times, dude. So I, well, no, not literally the other outlandish, <clears throat> not outlandish, over the top, willing to take it far. Take it to the next level. Yeah. Take it to the limit. Um, so enough about that. I am competing uh, tomorrow, so maybe I'll update that um, next oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's the... I'll have competed by the time you listen to this. That's that's the uh, grudge match. He he didn't... Uh, Sign up. He didn't officially... He signed up, but he didn't like Pussy. pay in time, and then he, he probably just didn't... He decided not to do it. But... It's... Hey, Steve, don't call him a pussy. That's <laughs> a bit outlandish. That's outlandish. Don't be outlandish. Um, anything going on this weekend for you? Um, no, actually, fucking. Uh, just making sure we're still recording. You think we're not recording? Uh, no, it's the recording. GoPro or it, the the sound no, Pro Tools. I think we're recording. Yeah, yeah. I'm just confused on why it's not. I thought of something I wanted to ask you. What's that? Um, you were talking about graduation and you said you were really hung over at graduation, which brought me something to, that has always fascinated me because it, it boggles my mind that people are able to do it. Cause I've heard a lot of people tell stories, but I never had done anything like that as a kid. So you had already been drinking obviously mm -hmm. well before you were like graduating. Yeah. Did you ever come to school drunk? No. Did you ever come to school stoned or anything? No. That's a really hard thing to imagine, right? I, I knew my limitations. I knew because um, I had seen pe I had seen people come in with like Gatorade bottles full of liquor and shit. Yeah. And then not be able to stand up. Really? Yeah. 
Is there like a first, is there an initial that you can tell me? I'm curious because we graduated together. Oh man, what the fuck was the one guy's name? Somebody we graduated with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would come uh, to school no, with he, uh, he, al- alcohol. He was like a year or two older than us. I mean, I... Okay, I, we'll figure it out another time. Uh, yeah, I can't, I, I, I can't remember his fucking name. He played football. That's all I know. And he was like kind of a thug kid. Okay. Fuck. What a... Name's not important. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But I remember him like... We'll just call him Trey. Yeah, Trey. Is it? No. Oh, okay. I think I know who you're talking Dude, about. Dude, but that kid they used to call a narc. Yeah, because the kid who ended up being the cheerleader. Yes. Yeah. So that's a very fascinating thing. Mm-hmm. Number one, he was probably the most badass kid at her school. Right? Why? He was a tough motherfucker. He was a great football player. He was like a tough running back. And he was very, very athletic. And he just looked manly. God, and what was that guy? He name? got into a fight from a guy I knew from Kinderdale who was like the toughest kid in that area, like was always fighting. And Trey beat the shit out of him at Rudders. Like brutally. And what? and that guy was just like the toughest kid at her school, was the best football player. And then all of a sudden he became a cheerleader instead of playing football. Yeah, and he didn't finish school. He didn't He eventually went to Kinderdale. Oh. Yeah, he finished school at Kim, but we yeah, thought he dropped out. Narc. Everyone at our school, it became a big rumor D- yeah. that he was a narc. Mm-hmm. And I get is that a thing? I don't know. Are there actually I feel like there's too many movies and too many shows made about that shit for it not to have happened at least a hundred times. Yeah, but it's not overly common, you don't think. No. Okay. There's they no would way. have to have a reason. They like don't just do it. Twenty one Jump Street. That shit's not real. They don't just do it to do it. They would have to have a big reason, right? Yeah. If there was like, I, I would imagine like a drug ring. Yeah, like a big a... drug ring going on. They 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 wouldn't send in like an undercover fucking cop that is really twenty six years old but yeah. looks like they're eighteen. Maybe an underage sex ring. at a school i was thinking of reasons there would be cops and i was like that's a really over the top one no i think yeah i don't i don't know i don't know Well, they would definitely have drastic measures they would have to get a (laughs) i don't they'd have like 10 narcs in there i don't know how that would work but a sex ring i guess they were talking at school (laughs) all right moving on we don't want to unpack that one thank god i'm not auditioning for snl tomorrow (laughs) Yeah, you'd lose the fucking job before you even got it. Yeah. With this episode, Jesus. I know. What has gotten into me? You, you said, need to talk more. You said the word retard and then uh, sex trafficking. Whoa, You're I don't even fucking know if I said that You're word. You're canceled. I don't even know if I said that, but You're I, mean, I have. It doesn't it. matter. Um, okay. So that actually made me think of something, though. Which, have you heard, so you knew kids, you said that you came to school drunk, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Which I knew we, kids that would eat mushrooms in school. Right, and that's crazy. See, I know yeah. kids that said they used to take not just like a little bit of acid, like a lot of bit of acid, and go to school. Yeah. How in the hell do you, do the teachers not notice? I think they do. I think it's just like, I don't care. <laughs> I really think they just don't give a shit. As long as how you're is not... it not a thing that like you hear about kids getting sent to the nurse's office because a teacher realizes they're on drugs? 
I think it's as long as you're not being distru- disruptive. It's fucking public school, man. They don't give a shit. Well, they care about a lot of stuff. Like you can't just get away with whatever you want. Your nah, school's know. pretty damn strict, dude. Yeah, but if you're like if you're sitting there tripping on acid and you start freaking out having <laughs> a bad trip, then they're gonna send you to the fucking office. But if you're just if you're just sitting there kind of enjoying like the cover of your textbook, they're dude. Just that's gonna... cr- dude. If I was a ninth grade teacher. And I thought it was odd for ninth graders to do drugs, which I would, and I still I do. If I was a teacher, and I would be a pretty laxed teacher, man. If I even looked at a kid whose pupils were popping the way you pop when you're either on coke or tripping or, or something, mushrooms. yeah, when mushrooms. When your acid. pupils are bigger than your fucking iris, and and I could just see it in their face and their eyes. Not even from exp- it doesn't take much experience to see when somebody is clearly. On stuff, oh, yeah. I would at least either I would ask a a principal or the kid if I, if I felt like an emotional connection with the kid, I might pull them aside and be like, "What's the deal? Like, what's going on? Like, because I they maybe they have prescription Adderall, yeah. But I would get to the bottom of it. I would not let that go on. When I hear stories, I always ask them, "Did you ever get caught? Did no teachers didn't notice? No one ever asked you like, what is wrong mm-hmm. with you? Are you in drugs?" Not. They like don't touch it. Teach are they like teachers not allowed to ask? Well, I think there I there might be a lot of paperwork involved. I, really? And it might just not be worth it. And as like I said, as long as the kid's not like the one the one guy that I saw who was like fucking actually I saw a few people like that just n- not even able to walk, not even able yeah. to speak. Then that's a problem. If you got a kid in the back of the art class whose pupils are as fucking oh big as dimes and is just having fun drawing, eh, just let them go. Fuck I it. don't know, man. They're a kid. <laughs> you don't know what's wrong. You know something's up. I hear what you're saying, but you would let a lot more things go than what teachers got on her ass for. I would just think of it like this. I know I've, I've at least heard double-digit people tell me that they went to school extremely messed up and most of them extremely tripping. Right. right. And, and most people who have stories of doing acid younger, most of them have a story of going to school on acid. And most of them describe the story as being a lot of acid. Yeah. Now, if you just asked me gun to my head and said, Mike, what do you think your odds of being able to go to school on a large amount of acid and making it through the day without getting caught or without being suspected of being on acid? I would say 50%. I would say I wouldn't be able to pick one or the other, but I would say 50% somebody's going to say something to me or ask me what's wrong with me who's a teacher. But I was a very outwardly social yeah. presence in a classroom. So anything, anything that, especially for you, um, all eyes on me. You know any, what I mean? Anything that would have like <laughs> altered how you were uh, and altered your personality would have been a red flag right away. I, I think so. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, maybe I already had a, a wild enough personality where no one would notice, but I think it would be very obvious. See, my, my personality was too up and down. I was like, I was very extroverted and then also very introverted. So nobody would have like fucking noticed. Yeah. You, you didn't, 
you didn't like just express your opinions as randomly or as outwardly to enough where like people be like, what are you fucking talking about? Cause I would take issue with something or I would say something or make a comment and it wouldn't be from my usual obvious perspective. It would be from a whole different perspective from a alternate universe. Yeah. I would get the confidence to express something that would be a tell. I think I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to help myself. It's not my situation. I'm shocked when people say they can do it. How the hell can you even find your next class? And then when you can't find I, your next class, then they're going to ask you, where have you been? And you're trying to talk and you're nervous. And they're like, what is wrong with you? Let me look at your eyes. That's how, that's how I would have been. Uh, what, even just being like a little stone, I'd be walking through the hallway. Yeah. Like my eyes closed, bloodshot, like. A teacher being like, where are you going? And then me, me just going, uh, what? Uh, yeah. I would have to remind myself to just act very tired or, yeah. or say I was kind of sick or not feeling good. Because if, if I didn't have a game plan coming in, there'd be a tell. And yeah, just being a little stoned, you just, just enough to get a little bit like as a kid, you know, I'm sure a little stoned is pretty damn stoned. Like if you're not a regular smoker or something, or you do, you overdo it and, and the pressure's on and you, you're nervous and you, yeah, I would be nervous about being stoned in school. Dude, my parents, my parents usually went to sleep very early Yeah, and I was in probably 10th grade, maybe 11th. I think it was 10th. And we had an indoor lacrosse game on a Sunday. So I'm like, oh, fuck, done. Games at nine or games at eight, not going to get home till 1030. Golden. Yeah. My buddy was like, hey, you want to smoke some weed? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Ripped a bubbler about 20 minutes away from home. We pull down the driveway. I look into the kitchen, kitchen lights on. My mom's in there fucking washing dishes. And I'm like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> it was, it was the, cause that's like, that's where you're starting to experiment with stuff and you're starting to like, you're figuring out how your body's reacting, how you're reacting to this kind of shit. Yes. And I am just high as fuck. And my buddy pulls up to the front door, drops me off. I'm like, oh shit, I guess I got to do this. And I walk in. And my mom was like, oh, how, like, how'd the game go? That kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, it was good. I'm just really tired. I just want to go to bed. So I just like threw my shit down, walked up, turned the lights off. Like my heart, I felt like I was going to have a fucking heart attack. Cause that was yeah. the first time I'd have had to deal with anything like that, dude. It was not cool. And then like 20 minutes later, my mom comes into my room. She's like, is everything okay? She knew something was up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. I'm just really tired. It was it was a long day. I just I just want to go to bed. Yeah. But meanwhile, I am just having a heart attack trying to interact with my parents, people that I see on a daily basis, let alone like a principal or some shit. Yeah. Diesel's very sad today. I think Megan might be home. Oh. We're good. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I don't know. That's that's interesting for me. Yeah, I you, couldn't imagine. You, you've come into it later 
later in life to where you don't have to deal with, you don't have to experience those things. But the first thing I thought of, especially in the beginning stages, like I don't think it now because I, I have different sensitivities, but, um, and my body just reacts differently and mine reacts differently. But I remember it being so extreme. I was like, how are people trying to argue that you should be able to drive on this shit? Yeah. Like I can't even follow my own sentence or what somebody else is Mm -hmm. saying. Like I didn't have a very positive relationship with weed when I first started it. Like, like as far as like the first few times I did it, I almost was like, I'm never going to do this. I I mean, it was fun. And like the first time you hear music on it, the first time this, but like, I just didn't really see how you could want to do that that much outside of just experiencing it for the first time or second time or like, you know what I mean? It just seemed like an, an occasional, maybe at a concert, but it's, it's just too extraordinary. So I can remember, I could only imagine what the hell that would be like in school. No class would last forever. Dude, Um, just, just look at it now. How say, Say after after we finish recording this, you go home, you rip a bong hit, you lay in bed. You're just laying there, you're just relaxing. And you think you've been laying there for an hour, but it's been ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, I know. My view on weed at first was kind of like once you've done everything you're supposed to do for the day, if you want to do it, do it. Yeah. Once you have nothing else you need to do. Mm-hmm. And then that way, even if you do nothing. You weren't going to do anything anyway. You were just going to eat dinner and you were just going to go to sleep. That worked out for me occasionally. You know, it was like a fun thing in that manner. But that's all I could see it with that perspective. Um, I couldn't have even understood how somebody would go on a run or something like that, you know, on it. But now I get it how a lot of athletes... um, you know, talk about it or do that kind of stuff. I guess it doesn't matter um, too much. But the thought of going to school would would literally be oh, like this. Dude, it wigged me I wouldn't out. know what day it was. I wouldn't know if it was an A day or B day. I wouldn't know the schedule. See, that was a lot for me. I never kept that shit in a binder. Mm-mm. I I would just have to come to school and figure it out. Yeah. And there's no one to tell you like, you'd know if it's B two day or whatever. We had three different day orders and there was an A day and a B day. So you essentially had a six day rotation, right? Yeah. That's how our school worked. Or was yeah. it a, was it an eight no, day rotation? It was eight day rotation. We had an eight day rotation. The second a class is over, I'm late, I'm late for the next class. I'm panicked. I don't know where to go. I don't know which is the next class. I'm mm-hmm. thinking in my head a lot. And if I make it to that class, dude, it was like, it would have been the craziest journey just going from one class to the next. And you're seeing people and people are saying, hey, and it's a sea of people and you're fiddling at your locker. Fuck that. Yeah. No, no. way. Um, Fuck no. So I don't know how kids do it. And then like the thought I, of the kids who say they were on like 10 tabs of acid, like wh- what? How were you not at the nurse's office in 30 fucking I, minutes? That's I, I think anybody who ever says that is a fucking liar. They're exaggerating? Yeah. But kids would be stupid enough to do that. Yeah. yeah like like any, the kids who are willing to take acid in school I'd say, might be willing to take 10. I'd say anyone that says they were ever on 10 tabs of acid at school might have done acid, but it was like a I get what you're bit. saying. I forget how much some people embellish stuff yeah. like that. I have enough experiences that are that crazy 
that I try not to make them up. As a kid, I made up stuff because yeah. I didn't have much to draw from. Like, you know, you just kind of, you, you exaggerate things that are very big, like holes in your game. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely feel like that totally takes away. So, but yeah, a lot of people do embellish and like when they're telling stories and they're one up, dude, I took 12 to, I did this. Yeah. I was tripping for two weeks mm -hmm. and me over here, I'm just thinking like two weeks, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, they did it one day and they're like, I'm just going to exaggerate me a little. Yeah. And they just, uh, they overthrow it. And I'm the only one who actually processes that this person just said they tripped for two weeks yeah. straight. Yeah. And then I'm imagining it. And meanwhile, it's just some fucking lie. Next time that happens, I'm going to smack him. You say, Steve told me you're full of shit. Yeah, you're full of shit. He you said, did. anytime. Anytime. <laughs> I will stand by this fucking statement. <laughs> fucking get the timestamp. Anytime anybody has ever said that they took 10 hits of acid before fucking high school, you're full of shit. Thank you, Mike. I agree. Why are you thinking, Mike? That was, that sounded like something I, that's, you sounded like you were doing an impersonation of me mm -hmm. when I was making a bold hey, claim. Hey man, I was just being me making a statement. Making a statement. No, I, uh, you might be right. I don't know what to think of that. I, I do. And also you have to think about the high school mind. Yeah. They might it, even it, forget that they didn't do it. Yeah. They might, they might have they, said 10 so many times. They it did. went from half to two to five it, to 10. It started off as a tab. And then every time they told the story, it went up. A do half. you think that there are things in your life that you have lied about enough times? How many do you think it's like hundreds, thousands? It's probably happened a couple times where you have a false memory because of a lie that you told. <sighs> I, no, I mean, it'd be ridiculous to say that it never happened because it definitely has. I try and be pretty accurate with stuff because I, I just, for me, yeah. like, what's the gain in lying? Okay, so, like, let's say you were a kid and you lied about going on a date with somebody or hooking up with somebody, like, you know, to sound cool. Or you, you told a story or you you something embarrassing happened and you told it with, like, a spin. Like, you got in a fight and you lost, but you, like, told it with a spin with a little bit of a lie. But you told it enough times where you forget that it was a lie. Yeah. And then maybe you remember, like, oh, wait, that's not actually how it went. But you tell it to somebody else because it's a way you've told that story. Like, has that happened to you enough times where you realize how much, like, you can believe your own lies over time? Because um, people say that. They believe their own lies. It's hard for me yeah, to understand no, no. when somebody when, says that somebody believes their own lies. Because I don't, I'm not aware of where it's happened to me. There's maybe been once or twice where I have the moment I was just talking about. Like, oh, yeah. But I, re I remember, like, oh, I'm lying right now. That's not exactly how it went. That's yeah. just how I told this story. Or this didn't really happen that way. I just oh, say so it. You're, what you're saying is you're aware of it, but you don't believe it. So you'll keep telling the story. Well, that... it's more in reflection or maybe like, maybe as I'm telling it, but I don't like correct. Yeah. Like it's, I'd say, I'd say that happens more often than like me knowing that I'm outright lying about something and then just continuing with that story and letting it yes, grow like, and let's grow say, and grow and Let's grow say and you grow. break up and it's for a reason that, see, this isn't similar to me. Like this is not an instance that has happened, like at least that I know of, but if it is, it's over a minor detail, but like you break up, you tell everybody that X happened when really Y happened. 
And, and over time, you keep telling X, you keep telling X, you, you avoid that part of your life. You don't look back on it. It's traumatic. And then over time, X becomes Y. Because you forget what the truth yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Now, maybe gun to your head if you have to think about it, you know, maybe you could pull back the real memories. Or maybe you're so jaded by your lies because there's levels to that shit, right? Like people who are pathological liars might have trouble keeping track of the truth. Yeah, yeah. They are more so keeping track of their lies. Of the lies and not the truth. And they're not trying to reflect on how much they lie. See, if I lie, I reflect on it. It like sits in me. I know I lied. I feel bad about lying. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So, especially if I don't justify, it's definitely not, I don't like being deceitful really, you know, too much. Yeah, I, I, with that, it weighs on me. I genuinely try to be pretty truthful. And it, if, if I do tell a story that gets embellished and someone calls me out on it, then I'll be like, Oh, uh, if you have a better recollection of it, then that's what happened. Yeah. So like, do you have, what do you think of the statement when somebody says that they believe their own lies? Cause I never, I, don't, I never jump to that conclusion when I, I'm looking at somebody. I, what do I think when someone says they believe like, their own like, lies? Like, you know, like we work with, we work with Hunter. Can... We work with Hunter. Yeah. Sometimes he will say a lie enough times and then somebody will cut him slack and they're like oh well you know he just believes his own lies and i'm like no he knows what the fuck is true now nah, see i'm I, i'm on the same thought process as you, as you if you're saying something that's untruthful you fucking know what it is if you were if you were called out on it it would trigger something that you knew you were lying yeah you might not think about it or you might not analyze it until somebody calls you out on it like you're not keeping yourself in check but i do think that People who are lying, even path, even over years and years of lying, if they're lying about something that's pretty big or, or distinct, and you call them out on it, they 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 don't believe they're lying. They know that. I think that no, they know, but I, it's it's so so. You don't think you're susceptible to that too much? See, I don't think I'm really. It's no, something that I, I consider some I, I, because I just don't. I I I have nothing to gain from. The way that I see it is I have nothing to gain from embellishing a story. Like the fucking story I told you about me getting sucker punched at... Um, yeah, okay, I know, but it's not about that. And you're not at an age when you would do it. I'm just saying, do you think there was something you lied about previously that you believed eventually? I know you don't, you're not somebody who's nah, just spitting nah, lies no, no, all no, the time. No, 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 there, no, no. There's nothing ever that I... But there I, are even reasons to lie no, sometimes, no, you no, know? No, 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 there's, no. There's never, there's never been a lie that I've just tricked myself into believing. If I've ever... If I've... Any lie I've ever told, I knew that it wasn't the truth. Right. And I... Will never like. I don't let myself forget that. Yeah, I, like, hold, I hold on to it, and I know, I know what has been told as the truth and what has been told. Yeah, like no lie. matter how much you say you're sick, you remember that you weren't, weren't fucking yeah. sick, man. You you know forever you remember that you weren't actually sick. Yeah, yeah, like that is how I look at it. But I, I guess with trauma and stuff, people are able to do weird things to kind of. Well, it's I. I I mean, you're talking about trauma now. That's a whole different thing. Well, well, I know, but game. like what makes, I don't know. You're right. The but, mind, the mind's a powerful and crazy fucking thing. You right. know that of, of all people that how, how capable your mind is. If it was me and I had to think of things that I would lose a memory of, it would be things that I have had to talk about that I don't really think about. 
which would be traumatic things, yeah. which are things that I don't think about because I don't think about my trauma that much. I don't think about it when I'm up at night. I don't think about like the, the word. I don't really reflect in that way. I think about things I'm in the middle of or that's currently happening in my life more so. So when, um, I would say that the, that's why I think of trauma because I think of, it's not times that you're covering your ass really as much. It's more times like that are traumatic that you might lose touch with what actually happened because you're not reflecting on it, but you having to talk about it or you're having to make observations and you're, you're lying along the way to kind of make it easier to talk about or things you don't want to disclose. You're keeping things. um, You're softening the blow. Yeah. You're, you're exactly. So that's all. That that was something I thought about that got brought up. <laughs> we just talked <laughs> But no, about I thought it. <laughs> about something like that during the week. Um Yeah, I'm I'm good for like another 15 or so if you want to. <laughs> do you have another 15? Do you want to do another 15 minutes or I you... mean, we can if you got something to talk about. Um I guess we don't have to. I could pee and then head out. That's up to you. Uh, I mean, uh, I will tell you this. Tell me. And it's good to update on this. I really, dude, I swear, and I, it's good to put it out there. I do think that we, the whole running thing of this where you were saying how you think kind of like singing is a natural ability that is kind of hard to harness and learn. I think there are times that I, that I get a little taste of something or... I realize I connect certain dots that really convince me that as long as I keep practicing and keep thinking about it and keep trying, I'm going to get quote unquote good. good. That's good. Here's an explanation that you might understand. I watch a lot of videos on, on singing, right? Mm -hmm. And I watch a lot of just things to think about, like placing your voice, different drills, opening up resonance, things that cause bad singing. And all these teachers say these same things. Of course, they want to be positive and motivating. So they act like they can fix stuff out. But some things definitely make sense and I can relate to and I can feel. And you'll be watching this video and it'll have thousands of likes and only like 10 dislikes. Mm -hmm. And all the comments are like, I've been doing this for two months. I've been doing this for one month. I did this for the last week. Or this really helped me figure a lot out. And I'll see these videos for like suggestions and it'll be one thing to do. And it'll just say like, you know, like one drill for men is, and it's one that, that kind of resonated with me recently that I realized I wasn't doing a, like a wee, like E, I was doing like an E into a different vowel. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if my E's were becoming A's or A's and I never really was pronouncing E's, especially up in the scale and as I would change notes. So just my vowel sounds and vowel consistencies. And I do have kind of a twang to the way I talk. Mm-hmm. So you got that little East coast, like yeah, Southern, exactly. Little Southern East coast draw to it. These are things that I have not harnessed in when I'm singing. So, and as I get better at being in pitch, as I get better at breathing through my diaphragm, I notice certain things improve, but there's still a part of you that knows that if you just go in that direction, it's not going to become very good because something is, you know, it's, you haven't unlocked something that sounds distinctly yeah. what we would consider good and well, clean. The, the, the thing to take away from it is the, uh, the whole is the positivity. So if you if you think and you feel that you're improving, 
Yes. Then that's all that matters. I mean, who cares what uh, legitimately who cares if if I think you're getting better or if any of your fr- any like people you play with or your friends are think you are getting better like co- the confidence that comes along with you thinking that you're getting better. Confidence is fucking key, yeah, man. I will tell you this. I have taken on a lot of things in my life. I swear I study and practice and am trying to learn singing about as much as I have put into almost anything I've learned for the long run for about probably six to eight months as far as like being very singing focused. Um, you know, I'd been learning guitar and singing for a while, but I didn't really get into learning it and mm-hmm. constantly practicing it, watching videos. It's probably been six months, but, but eight months ago I started getting into that and doing some drills. Yeah. Um, and in that time I've really put a lot into it. I know that things that are difficult take longer than six months to get good at. And now that I'm starting to get to the point as I enter two years of guitar, I'm starting to get compliments from people that sound more technical. Like, oh, well, your guitar playing sounds good, but it's just the song, you know, or things that people acknowledge that they didn't used to acknowledge. So I know that's getting good, but it's taken a while and I do practice it a lot. But as somebody who has learned things previously, I don't think I'm hitting dead ends and I'm very in tune with the improvements. I think I'm going to have a few aha moments that take a, a month or two to really harness, but I'm going to start discovering things that I'm going to develop because anything you figure out, you still have to develop well, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to get things started that I haven't even figured out yet with my voice. And I think that's really going to make some changes. Well, I think, I think we've that's already... been in my head lately with yeah. it. And and I think we've already come to the the realization that you're never going to be a great singer. You're just only going to get better. You know, I say that, and I know that's realistic, but I honestly think that if I keep going in the direction that I am, let's put it this way. Dude, I you're th- never... No, but listen to me. Listen. <laughs> yeah, no, right. not great. Not, not iconic in a great way, right? But I watch these singing coaches... And they understand singing and they present it and they sing in a way that is good enough where they can present it and they can do a cover of a song and it sounds good and you like them enough to trust them. Mm -hmm. I can, I will figure it out enough if I keep doing what I'm doing to where I could do what they do after maybe eight years. Well, eight years. (laughs) Well, what? I mean, how long does it take to be a singing coach? No No one takes on singing in two years and becomes a coach, right? That's a long fuck. Wait, you're going to be a singing coach in eight years? No, I'm uh, saying I I guarantee you within eight years, I know I could be good enough. I would would hope, if I had to hope, within three years, I would hope to be about as good as some of the singing coaches that I see on YouTube who are smart, give good advice, their songs sound good, and they're good singing coaches, but... They don't have it in a way that if they put out solo music that people are insanely captivated. But I think I'm going to sing well enough to where if if I continue the way I am, that there's no reason I couldn't sing it well enough to demonstrate and to be a singing coach in the way that they are. But I could be wrong. I, I think I think singing coach is a lofty goal. I think for I'm now not, it's not a goal. <laughs> Just to sing the way they sing in some of their demonstrations. I watch a lot of them. I listen to it. It doesn't always sound distinctly amazing, but it's not bad. Well, it's just, it's it's uh, 
staying in key and matching pitch. Yes, and eventually you're going to lose some of the things that make you awful, and it's just going to be a more normal, very close enough pitch, you know, everything's good enough, and it's just a normal singing voice. It sounds fine. <laughs> it's good. the good enough hole. <clears throat> I think it's possible. We will see. I, I like laying it out there. I all like right, laying my right. thoughts out there. I'm confident about that one. And it's nice to give a running update on this kind of thing because I've talked about it enough. And yeah. no, it, it does tie it, in. And, 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 and especially for how you are, you like to be accountable. You like to have that accountability placed on yourself. Like you set these goals and these deadlines. Eight years is, is yes. a long time. But you're giving yourself something to work forward to forward to and that's how you But I are. have that perspective. Yeah. I walked into a jiu-jitsu gym knowing that if I honestly thought it would take me 15 to 20 years to get a black belt and I walked into a gym and if you asked me if I thought I would become a black belt I'd be like yeah there's a, there's a good shot. But I thought that's how but but it was nothing. It was like it was something I really wanted to do. I've yeah. always been into my hobbies. There's a chance I'll stop jiu-jitsu. But even if it was twice as long as it is, I would still imagine at this point I will see this through enough. Yeah. Just like once I got training and once I saw myself being able to be a trainer and I liked the idea, I did it. And it was a very easy, obtainable goal. And off the bat, I was able to do it at a good enough level to do it. You know, as I get more experienced, I still look back on the original stuff I did and think there was nothing wrong with the way I was training people, even as a beginner. So the singing coach thing, I don't know enough about it. It doesn't come as naturally. And I think you really need to take some time to get good if you don't sound good. Um, I don't think anyone just has an overnight miracle. I do think there are aha moments that within two to three months, you can take it in a level where you fix a giant part of your problem. Keep yeah. in mind, I've never been phys or professionally assessed. It's all through self-reflection. <laughs> That sounds silly, but it's true. We should take up a collection to send you to a fucking uh, vocal don't, I coach. mean, but don't you think that that's a huge difference? Like if I, I'm, I, I don't know, like in, in striking, I got so much better so quick. The second I had someone tell me the obvious things I was doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And like with direction, I take direction far. If I understand it and it makes sense, I can take it very far. So are you saying that if you had a, a coach in person... Um, that would definitely help, but I'm going to figure stuff out either way. And eventually that'll happen. It's going to happen. And I do get advice sometimes, you know, I just don't want to overwhelm my friends who give me free advice. And, uh, yeah, I, my buddy, Peter Muth, who sang that song, mm -hmm. that the Bohemian a great voice. I should just play that to here, hear here. I've already got this. Just plug this in. Uh, let he... me just play it on my cell phone. He won't no, care. Just here. Just plug it in. It's already in record you just gotta plug it in be careful we might have audio stuff i hear it's hot uh, yeah that's I'll, gonna make a loud noise that's all right i'll just cut it out okay one sec it's not in yet okay so just do like just do a couple seconds of it don't play well, the whole i'm clip. not gonna but it's just gonna take me a sec to pull up this is my buddy peter muth p-e-t e M-U-T-H. He's good, dude. Nah, his and voice, the, the clips you were showing me the other day, his voice is fucking crazy. Well, here's a way to think of it. I've never done this with anybody, any of my favorite singers, and I've been practicing singing along to his cover of this song so much and just trying to figure out things I do wrong singing through using the filter of trying to think about the 
in, through imitation, try and figure out things of singing. Yeah. Not in a totally way of just trying to imitate him, but I try and think about what I do wrong while I hear the dissonance and the, the differences between my voice and his. So it's, I love it, but th- I'll, I'll just explain. Give, give him like an Instagram shout out or something. Well, it's not on Instagram. Can you hear yeah. it? Why is it playing through your phone? Uh, this thing doesn't go in all the way. Uh, Let me just play. Yeah, I'll just do it this. You hear this on your headphones, right? Yeah. Cool. Well, you hear his voice. It's really good. Yeah. It's just like a 56 second or 50 something second Instagram clip of him playing guitar and singing over top it. And he has a bunch of cool videos. He does like the looping stuff. He's a very skilled guitarist. Um, usually just plays with like a lot of feeling and like just a good touch. And he has a softness about him. And honestly, I would check it out. He has these videos, dude. You watched them. Nah, it's, it's good. The it, basketball ones yeah, too. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. It's trick shots, yeah. failed trick <laughs> shots. So like the one time it was all half court shots and the things he does that lead to the shots. It, and it's also, it's it, good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's, it's very, not often. It's skilled parody, dude. It's yeah, abstract yeah. art. Remember I was talking about I, it, there's an appreciation yeah. for a skilled artist doing things that are not skilled. Yeah. And this is that. It's a com- it's a comedic take on somebody who can fucking ball. Yeah. He could easily film a montage of all of those shots going in. Hell yeah. He could have practiced him enough time. He could have done it enough times. A lot of them come close. But the the thought of him going, "Hey, how funny would it be if I didn't make this?" There, so it's the swagger <laughs> of a trick shot montage that works. That's the kind of shit that I wish I could. And I've come up with oh, it's so some brilliant. stuff, but that is like it's so simple and so good. That's him, dude. He's a one-liner comic and it's like simple and good. It's not like simple in a way that's simple. It's brilliant. It's like But a, he no need to expand. It's a, it's that's that's a joke. A lot of these fucking, we've talked about this before. A lot of these fucking um, podcast pages, they put up their dumb fucking sketches and there's just too much thought put into it. And the shit's not yeah. funny. It's not, it doesn't come off as natural. The acting is horrible. Right. Which in turn makes the comedy even fucking worse. Yeah. And, and I, always appreciate somebody who is short and sweet and all that yeah. in the way that that this guy is in a way so it's like i notice things like even in the way that he's willing to play and sing so gently and you have to be willing to be a, a certain nature to even find these places that he's found i yeah. know that sounds silly but that is the thing about art is you have to be willing to take it in the directions that you wind up yeah. and and you got to like hit that pedal but regardless of that like in comedy he was somebody where like his sense of humor resonated with me, but it was so far from me being able to be that person. Cause he has just a chill, relaxed, easy way, comfortable way, a swagger that is like smart, good, funny. And I'm not saying he never bombs or something, but it's always funny to me. And it, and he never needs to talk in circles like me. Yeah. So it's, I respect something that I don't really possess yeah. when I see people like that. And mm-hmm. his video is a good example. I wouldn't Dude, be able to do his, it as tastefully. Uh, I mean- It would be over the top if I did it. We've done a lot of ass kissing, but his his singing and stuff just comes out very effortless. 
Yes. He just sits back and does his shit, and and his voice is incredible. Yeah. Like I said, we've been doing enough ass-kissing for the, yeah, yeah. the past five minutes, but, I mean, the guy deserves it. It's fucking good. Oh, when, dude, when you can sing amazing, you yeah. play guitar well, you're a good comic, you can ball, and also, dude, like, he's lost a lot of weight since some of those videos, but he's a large dude to be, like, doing what he's doing with the basketball. He's like doing some shit between the legs and he's he's not just a big dude like he's tall. So he's like a center or like a power forward that is that is bigger cuz yeah. he's already probably if I had to guess he's lost like 50 60 pounds. Let's get um, him on. Oh, he's in New York. Oh. Uh if once we have like phone type stuff, I would love to have a conversation with him. It would definitely tie in well with things that I'm interested in and then he's good on the music yeah that'd be a fun conversation no it could it could fit in pretty well with both of us. yeah i mean it's something i'll throw out there it's so hard to schedule guests right now considering that we have like a last minute recording type schedule yeah. and it's friday midday yeah so that's just something to that we'll figure out over time we could always kick it to a weekend too. once it's more popular someone might want to go out of their way to be yeah, on it. That's so if thing. we give them a hard time, they either can make it work or they can't, and we'll yeah. find somebody who will make it work. And once we're better about a schedule, that'll fall in place. So that be- yeah. that, that being said, um, like and fucking subscribe. Yeah, I don't and- know how to write reviews or whatever you do, but if you like the show and it's easy for you to figure out because you already do the whole podcast thing, you might be able to just click click something, give it an honest whatever. But you know, we got we have three five star reviews on iTunes. I none of them are me. I have not even. I try. Oh, you, yeah, cool. Well, it's okay if one of them's you. <laughs> one of them's me. I, I didn't. I didn't do it. I would have. Google Podcasts. I can't figure out, and that's the only one I use. Yeah. Google Podcasts. I don't think I can review, or it knows I'm a creator of it. And doesn't that's, let me. Pro- that's probably what it is. But I don't even see reviews for it. I'm just frustrated that I changed. Well, I changed the website, so now the URL is Dizzy Street Talk, which but the, might mess the up old links, but the, the thumbnail. thumbnail picture doesn't change everywhere. No. And I, I don't see that in the site layout. The way it's explained is that the it'll update on our site, and it takes time for it to integrate depending on the way their whole, I don't know if the cache or whatever. Well, I, I Googled it today on my computer, not my cell phone. And found just like a random podcast site that I've never even heard of. And when I clicked on Dizzy Street Talk. It was figuring it out. Figuring it out. Dude, we're on like, there's probably like 30 different ones that it auto feeds you. I yeah. I think I well, found that's a how site the to just. Well, shit yes. works. Is it just links to all those accounts? Now, I submitted it to some because I found a site that had just a list of links you could submit your RSS. So we mm-hmm. are on a bunch of sites. But I also imagine that there are sites that just get created and just find and plug the RSSs into yeah. their own site. Like they probably program to take all the RSSs that you can publicly find, which are out there in, yeah. in directories. So, um, cool. Is there anything else to look forward to till we people hear from us again? Do you have anything going on in the next week? Nah, because I don't yeah. do comedy. <laughs> I just have that competition and. That I do. Oh, I have a comedy show coming up November first, and Rob Mayer's headlining. Nah, swear to God, fuck, I'm gonna be out of town. Yeah, so Where? he's headlining. What? What? Crescent day? Yacht Club. It's a Friday. Shit. So not 
next Friday, but the Friday after yeah. he's headlining. Damn, that sucks. I'd yep. like to go to that. And you can uh, talk to him. Yeah, so that'll be, I'm sure we'll have a recap of that. Are you hosting it? Um, Are you putting the show on, I mean? Yes. I, I actually, I might even do a little bit of material. I might talk about Hot Pockets. We'll say. <laughs> I have some good Hot Pocket material. Well, You're a host. You got to do some normal shit. Yeah. What am I going to talk about? <laughs> Hot Pockets. I don't know, Mike. I know You got food. a lot I, of shit to talk about. Yeah, but I don't want to do that as a host. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I did send Joe Robinson a message the other day. So that's the, the singing recurring theme, not only because I'm into it, because our first episode revolved a bit around was it. was 90 minutes of... Yeah, outlandish. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Outlandish claims. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm a good candidate to be that way. To be it's good entertainment. Yeah. No one else is throwing down fucking tickets like that. It's me. I'll, I'll <laughs> reap whatever comes. I'll reap what I sow. It's okay. Let me be that way. <laughs> You're good. You're uh, good. I know. I know. Um, but shit. With, oh, I Joe. said Joe. Well, I was listening to a Joe Rogan with Greg Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. Do you know the comic yeah, Greg yeah. Fitzsimmons? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Because when I hear Joe, he reminds me of a comic that I know of. And it reminded me, he kind of reminds me of some of those Boston comics yeah. who are a little like intellectual, a little more white collar. And, mm-hmm. um, but they have that, that rugged East coast personality too. Like they're not sissies. They're, they're like, they're of a hard way too. And Greg Fitzsimmons reminds me of Joe, like Joe Robinson reminds me of Greg Sim- Fitzsimmons. I, I can see that. That's yeah. a good comparison. So I sent him a text asking him if he knew Greg. I, I told him that. And yeah. then he told me he really likes uh, Jordan Peterson. Do you know him? He's mm-hmm. like, ah, it doesn't even I'm matter. not yeah. familiar. He's that. like, uh, um, I've heard I've heard him talk about it because l- I listen like to Like most polarizing people, I'm pretty neutral on him. Like I really like. Is he, is, is he political? Yes. Okay, yeah, It's like yeah. the social kind of guy. He seems sexist he and yeah. um, probably seems racist to people too. I don't know what he, what people, I, he's none of that to me, but. He's just a lot. Some of his ideas I really, really, really like. And but, he's not. He's not a comedian, or he is. No, he's not. No, he's just a public speaker. Yeah. So if anything, that's why Greg Fitz and Greg Fitzsimmons is similar. Like he has a similar East Coast keep it real, where you know you don't think they're of any sort of bad nature. Like I don't think Jordan Peterson or Greg Fitzsimmons or Joe yeah. are overtly any sort of sexist, racist, that kind no, of stuff. No, no, no. But no. you could get out of their mindset. Could but you could misinterpret what they say it, for for. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, he just told me that about Jordan Peterson. So I talked to Joe and his co-host Rob Mayer is headlining the show, and it's the guy I you know. So oh, dude, that's, that's how it's all linked. I wish I would. I was going to be in town so I could be there. And we could like introduce ourselves, or mm. you, uh, you already know Rob. Just cancel vacation. I can't, dude. It's a wedding in California. They might, hey, it might not happen. <laughs> Who is it? It's uh, Megan's friend from high school. It's a lesbian wedding. Huh. Never been to one of those. That'd be fun. Yeah. So we will have something to talk about. <laughs> I guess. But that's not for a while. That's two weeks. Yeah. Cool. November. All right. That's it. All right. That's it. Bye. Later.